Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. On today's throwback episode of the Author Hangout, we get to hear from Ernie Lindsay on the topic of entrepreneurship. So way back in episode 30, Ernie genuinely shared his life with us as a writer. And as I listened in, I realized he was sharing about being an entrepreneur. And specifically, without saying it, he revealed what I see as the eight keys for successful entrepreneurship. That being platform, products, promotion, productivity, personal priorities, paths, and fun with a PH. So listen in and see if you can catch what I heard from Ernie, and I'll catch you at the end. He's an Amazon and USA Today best-selling author who found an outlet for his storytelling after attending creative writing workshops run by talented author Sherry Reynolds. With over a dozen novels and many short stories to his credit, his most popular works include Sarah's Game, the Sarah Winthrop Thriller series, War Child, Pawn from the World Child series, and Sledge. When he's not writing, he's reading the works of his favorite thriller writers and spending time with his family. Please join me in welcoming mystery and suspense author Ernie Lindsay. Ernie, welcome to the Author Hangout. Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. This is fantastic. Absolutely. And Ernie, can you take some time and share with us the story and how you became an author? Go back, tell us what was happening in your life, where were you, and then share with us the steps you took to publish that first book. Well, I started out writing fiction when I was in college. Uh, I took some, as you'd mentioned, I took some creative writing workshops with Sherry Reynolds, uh, who's absolutely amazing. Uh, she was on Oprah's Book Club. She's fantastic. Um, you know, but I had to pay the bills, so I started doing technical <laughs> writing, uh, and I worked for various software companies off and on for about 12 years, writing, um, you know, those documents that you immediately take out of a box and throw away. That's, that's what I wrote. Yeah. So after I got, uh, you know, it, it's technical writers are, are kind of jewelry when it comes to software companies. So after I got laid off for my third company, I just decided it was time to really pursue this fiction thing. And thankfully I have an extremely understanding wife who is willing to let me do this. And you know, uh, once I spent uh, once I spent some time doing some research and trying to figure out how I was going to go this route, I decided that self publishing and you know coming at it from the indie side, where I could run it like my own business and uh, have complete creative control, was the was the route that I wanted to go. And so let's go back to that moment, if you if you can re remember from when you did this, Ernie, the conversation with your wife. How did it go? Did it go like, hey, I have this really great idea. I'm not going to work anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to write books. Or what did that look like? <laughs> the craziest thing was uh, she was she was seven months pregnant at the time. Oh my! Uh, yeah. Uh, I had I'd been laid off, and then I was working for another company uh, doing tech writing on a, a contract basis. But you know, I, I've just, I just I'm not built to do that. Uh, it, it just was not interesting to me at all. And I was in the middle of writing Sarah's Game at the time, and you know, I was looking, I was just dreading going to work one day. And I went to my wife and I said, I 
I, I really think I have something here with this book. Uh, I, I think it's going to be special and, you know, if, if we can afford it, I think I would like to try this route. Just give me six months, give me a year. And if it, if it doesn't work, I'll go back and it worked. And here I am two years later. And was that six to 12 month, did you feel the pressure of that? Or was it like, you know what, I'm just going to make it happen, you know, in that time? How did that feel? It's scary and very motivating at the same time. Uh, you know, I, I have friends who run their own businesses and have been for years. And, and they talk about how, you know, that sword of Damocles is always hanging above your head. You know, you have, you feel the pressure to produce because you're the one responsible. And I absolutely felt that. And especially with our son on the way, you know, I, I, I have to do this. I have to make this work. Otherwise I'm going back to a cube and it's, it's a lot of pressure, but it's fun pressure because this is what I want to be doing. I, I want to hang out with the people in my head telling stories every day. <laughs> so Ernie, could you take a moment and share with the author hangout audience, your most recent book, or tell us about a new project that you're working on now? Oh man, if I could do both, it would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, I, I'm working on promoting my latest book, uh, Sky Noise, and I just finished it up and got it out in December. It is a, uh, man, it's a, it's a time travel thriller, if you want to classify it that way. And, it explores uh, the possibility of time travel, and then I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos out on YouTube. You can go search for strange noises in the sky, and there's like these giant wailing horns that kind of sound like Gabriel's trumpet, you know, into the earth. So, so it, Sky Noise imagines this uh, crazy scenario in which time travel and these horns in the sky are connected, and. I think it's a lot of fun. There's, uh, you know, uh, the main character, Helen, is a creative nonfiction author, and she gets mixed up with this conspiracy theorist guy like, um, like Mel Gibson and I'm sorry, whatever movie that was. Uh, but he's trying to, trying to convince her that this is real and she's in danger, and then it goes from there. And you talk about, like, um, you, you joked, like, too bad you couldn't do that at the same time where you're working on a, a project and promoting a project. What is that like in, in terms of trying to, do you ha is it you've experienced this and you've tried to promote some things at the same time, or what was going on there? Uh, well, no, I, actually, I, I just meant that I'd like to tell you about uh, <laughs> what I'm working on uh -oh. now and what I'm promoting. Um, I, I But I typically spend... Um, about 80% of my time writing and about 20% promoting. Um, it, it's, it, it's difficult balancing both because you tend to get caught up in, uh, oh man, I have to get the next book out, but I also have this backlist that could be selling better. You know, so you, you have to, yeah, you really do have to run it like you are, running a small business and you allocate your time accordingly and you just, uh, it, it's good if you're able to be disciplined, you know, and like, for example, the one I'm working on now is a, it's a paranormal private investigator, a guy who used to have a show like ghost hunters or ghost adventures. They lost their show and now he is, yeah, he, he's doing 
you know, he's doing work for police departments, right? So it's, you kind of have to be able to switch gears quickly from being, being this creative author professional to a marketing guy or a publishing guy. You know, you just have to learn. It's a jack of all trades thing for sure. And you talk about discipline. Do you have a specific set of disciplines that you do on a daily basis to help you stay disciplined or talk to us about that? The thing that changed my writing career, my productivity level absolutely was uh, something called the Pomodoro technique. Mm. And I, what I do is I write for 25 minutes, no interruptions. The phone is off. I don't check email. I don't answer texts. I write for 25 minutes straight. I take a five minute break, 25 minutes, five minute break. And I do about three or four iterations of that. And then I'll take a half an hour to an hour break and then go back in, repeat the process. And I, I, I could push myself to probably write, you know, five or 6,000 words a day, but I, I feel like 3000 is where my brain tends to, uh, it tends to shut down without getting mushy. <laughs> so, uh, that, that technique took me from struggling to get a thousand words a day to, I could easily do 60,000 words in a month. So you could write one short novel in a month or, or, wow. or, or more, you know, if you wanted to double it, you could easily do, you know, 120,000 words. You could write a third of a George R. R. Martin novel in a month. <laughs> and this is the Pomodoro yeah. uh, technique. Pomodoro. Yeah, P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O, I think. It's the Italian word for tomato, I believe. <laughs> and you said you started this technique, and it, you, you're, we're now seeing the result of it. My goodness, that's a lot of words in a given month, one short novel a month. But was this where you struggled at it, or it kind of just came to you, or how did you, how did you, how did you work through this process? You no, know, I just sat down, and I, I tried to figure out ways that I could improve my productivity, because I... I I, I am not not ashamed to admit that I have ADD and I, I get I'm really easily distracted. You know, and if I happen to forget my medication, I'm all over the place, right? So, so there there has to be a better way for me to get content down than writing 200 words and then spending an hour on the internet because I'm. <laughs> I'm <laughs> falling, falling down the rabbit hole. So I started looking up productivity techniques and that one has worked. And I just sat down and said, I'm going to try this. I, this, I just, I'm going to force myself to see how this works. And the first day I tried it, I got 4,000 words in the time that it normally would have taken me to write 1500 and I was blown away and I've been using it since. And you talk about a better way for content writing. Let's talk a little bit about a better way for marketing. So, Ernie, you know, writing, publishing, and marketing a book is filled with challenges, struggles, and trials. Can you tell us a time when you struggled as an author? Share with us what that struggle was and then what you did to overcome. There's so many to pick from. <laughs> the, uh, the first one that immediately pops to mind is, uh, is being a new parent. Uh, our, our little guy just turned two, uh, but when he was first, uh, when he was first around the, there was a major struggle in our household of just finding time to do it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, I, I read something the other day that really, really st stuck with me. There are folks who say, I would love to write a novel. I would love to have, I, I don't have time if I could 
you know, just find time to, to do it, that would be great. So, but the point I read was, how do you find time to go fishing? How do you find time to, you know, sit down and read your favorite book? How do you find time to go to the theater? You know, if it's, the, the, the time is there. You just have to carve it out wisely, you know, and it's, it's easy to get caught up in, I have so much to do, I'm just not going to do any of it. And I get to, I get to feeling that with my writing as a business now. There are always things that need to be updated, always things that need to be changed in you know, updating your back matter and your books, things like that. But it's easy if you create time, time management goals for yourself. You know, like, okay, I am going to spend 30 minutes right now instead of playing Candy Crush on my phone. I'm going to spend 30 minutes updating the back matter in two of my books, and that's out of the way. You know, so it's this becomes so much easier when you can set goals for yourself and stick to them. And uh, that, that's that's the biggest thing that I've had to learn over the past two years. And with that, Ernie, uh, yeah, no more trivia crack, no more Candy Crush, whatever it is to put you put a distraction on you as an author. Um, your recommendation is create these time management goals and systems so that you can overcome them just like you did in your life. So that's really good. So, Ernie, you've now written, been published, and have learned what it takes to market your books. Or you're on your way, right? So please take some time now, dive into one only one marketing tactic that is working well for you. Tell us what it is, why it's working, and how the audience can use this tactic for their own book marketing. I think you would hear this a lot from folks who have been successful. Uh, you know, there are folks that are a lot more successful than than I am, but it's a kind of an evergreen marketing technique. And you you write a series and make the first one free. Or you create create something of value that you know if you're a nonfiction author, uh, or you know if you're a newly starting out fiction author, you write a write a novella, but you offer something of value that you can draw your audience in with for free, and then capture their mailing list, capture their email for your for your mailing list. Uh, so you. Create. Uh, I guess if you boil it down to, uh, you know, a three-word statement for what this technique is, create a funnel. You create a funnel and you draw people in to have uh, have access to their email list, them on your email list because social media, you know, Facebook has changed the rules. You you, you don't get as much access to your people. Twitter, to me, I, I think it's fun, but as far as book marketing, it's noise. You know, so if you have direct access to people via their email, it, it's your your engagement rate goes up to, you know, I, I think I saw somebody say twenty five percent recently. It, it's versus a half a percent on social media. So create a funnel using something free or a value that you can give away to draw people in. Ernie, what's a good example of this funnel that you've created in your business? I took a humongous risk with this. Um, Sarah's Game is my best-selling title. It's been paying the bills for two years now, but 
I made Sarah's game permanently free. And at the back of my book, I said, if you would like to, uh, if you would like to read more, you know, sign up for my email list, join, join up when I, uh, you know, to see when I have a new, uh, a new release out. It, it's, I give Sarah's game away, and then I just learned this recently. Actually, uh, I give Sarah's game away for free, and then I also offer the second book in the series for free um, to draw to draw people in, and then you know they they you have access to them, and you can go out and you know two months from now when I have another book, and I can email them again and say, "Hey, remember me? I have a new release for you." What has the result of that? giving that away been for your mailing list? Oh, it's been great. I, I have I have close to three thousand people on my mailing list now and that's people I can continually access for from now until their that email is gone or you know the internet dies, what whatever. Um unlike Facebook or Twitter or Google, if if those companies go under and you have 20,000 fans, you know, those people are gone. So capturing and creating a funnel and capturing emails has given me the opportunity to market to people over and over and over. Ernie, before we get into the last section of this episode of the author hangout, I have a really serious question to ask you. Okay. What is this poorly drawn cartoon (laughs) section on your website? I, I told you I was a technical writer for you know for over a decade. I, I yeah. was extremely bored a lot all the time because technical writing is either feast or famine. Uh, so in my downtime, I would draw these horrible cartoons with uh, with MS Paint. <laughs> you know, I had I had designs on being a cartoonist at one point, uh, but those cartoons are the, the some of the worst puns ever. But they they <laughs> highly amuse me, and I suppose that's all that matters. Absolutely, and I'm highly amused. One of the best ones that you have there, it is a guy who looks like, I don't know if you've ever seen him, Strong Sad uh, from Homestar Runner. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's one of those cartoons, but you, it says, man, this is awesome, and he's looking at a ceiling fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just looking up to the ceiling, it is just like, that's hilarious. You know, he, he's, so. he's a fan of the ceiling. I, you know, that's uh, <laughs> I, my favorite one is the uh, the Death Star, and then you know it's like death, and he's he's holding a scythe. It's a, it's a star. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I amuse me. Yep, absolutely. And folks, if you uh, need to be amused and take a quick break from your writing, then head over to Ernie's uh, website and uh, take a look at his section of poorly drawn cartoons. That's really good. So Ernie, uh, now this is a big question. So take some time with it, digest it, and then give us your best answer. Knowing what you know today, if you were just starting out as a self-published author, what three things would you tell yourself to do to help you sell more books? I actually, th- this is one of the main things I, I jotted down some notes on before we even uh, started today. I I really wish I would have started building a mailing list earlier. Mm. Um, I, I had a few titles out there, but I, you know, and they and they were selling. I I'm one of the lucky ones who put up. A title and it just immediately, you know, I, I didn't have to, you know, 
the pull teeth to get stuff to sell. I got really lucky there, but I didn't capture email addresses of fans that could have been potential lifelong fans. And I really wish I'd started that from day one. Uh, that that's my number one piece of advice. Now, anytime email, someone emails me and ask, start an email list, grab your people. Um, for me personally, my own personal career, I wish I would have stuck closer to one genre. I'm, I, I tend to write mystery and thrillers, but I have a whole spectrum of mystery and thrillers. I, I have stuff like Sarah's Game. I have stuff like Sky Noise. It's time travel. I wrote Super last year. It's a superhero mystery novel. And then... The Two Crosses is a Christian fiction thriller. You know, I, I, just, I just kind of mystery thrillers, but I'm all over the board. So I really wish I had defined my direction a little better, like perhaps Lee Child in the Reacher series, you know. So sticking to one genre, that's for me personally. Uh, and then, you know, now, now that I am this far into it. I, you know, I have 12 novels out under my name, uh, a couple of novels out under pen names. Hi, I'm hiding those because they're not very well, not very well written. <laughs> a bunch of short stories and novellas. I have close to 30 titles out there. But so I, I just realized, you know, a couple of weeks ago that I have this backlist out there, this huge backlist that's not doing much because I haven't spent much time promoting it. I've just been surging forward with always the next book. When I have these other little, these other units out there that could be earning while I've been ignoring them, you know, so build a mailing list earlier, narrow your, narrow your focus a little more and don't ignore what could be earning in addition to what you're trying to do in the present. Fantastic. Really sound and actionable advice. So I appreciate you bringing that, Ernie. So Ernie, as we close this episode of The Author Hangout, let us know where we can connect with you. Leave us a clear call to action, and then we'll say goodbye. All right. Uh, if you want to keep up with me, head over to ErnieLindsay.com. That's E-R-N-I-E, -E, you know, like Ernie and Bert, and then L-I-N-D-S-E-Y.com. I have a blog over there, those horrible cartoons. Um, you can join my mailing list there, get connected to me with Facebook and Twitter, and send me an email. I, I love hearing from you guys. It's it's so much fun um, hearing from readers, and then I, I'm all, I, I've been there. I know what you're going through. So if you want some help or whatever, just want to shoot the breeze, send me a note, and I'll. Uh, um, I'm usually responding faster than I should because I, instead of writing. <laughs> Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Ernie, for sharing with us today for uh, about your book, the story behind where you started and the real struggles and, and the honest feedback around what you would have done if you were to start all over again. So thank you, Ernie, for being on the Author Hangout today. Your book, the resources and links will be found at theauthorhangout.com. Thanks again. Oh, great. Thanks for having me. Another fantastic episode, this one with Ernie Lindsay talking about entrepreneurship and the what I heard, the eight keys for successful entrepreneurship being platform, products, promotion, productivity, personal priorities, paths, and fun with a PH. And with that, the first one being platform, we all need, we know, a platform, a website, a location for people 
to find us, not necessarily to purchase our product, but a platform to push people to to get on to the retailers where we have our books, to make sure that we have a place where we're sharing about the next thing, which is our products. We want to make sure that we have a regular steady stream of books that we're writing, and whatever schedule you're trying to hold up to, you want to make sure that you're releasing a regular steady stream of books so that your readers have something to look forward to as they become fans of yours. And having your products on your platform really does allow you to do the next P, uh, is that's promotion, another key to the success of being an entrepreneur. And having uh, where Renee was talking about uh, making sure that he promotes about 20% of the time compared to 80% of the writing. And that is really important to make sure that you carve out uh, some exactness to that. I like doing that more exactly because as a writer, you're well, you're focused on writing and you may not think about, hey, I need to make sure I do promotion. So if you look at what your average week is, if you're spending 40 hours uh, in total for your career as an entrepreneur, then carve out eight hours each week that you're doing for promotion. That's two hours a day during, uh, if, if you would like to consider it that way, or take one day out of the week and you're just making sure that your promotion is happening. Obviously, you're listening to the author hang out and you want to learn how to sell more books. So there's lots of resources that can help you to figure that out here at the author Hangout, or certainly look at different ways to promote your book and you're going to be filled with lots of ideas. Next P and the eight keys uh, for successful entrepreneurship is productivity. He talked about the Pomodoro technique, which is just making sure that you're taking Blocks of time where you're working, taking a break. Blocks of time working, taking a break. And then building that into what he was doing was like three reps of 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off, and then took uh, a 30 or 60 minute break in there between each three reps. It seems to work for him. Went from what, 4,000 words uh, to what would normally take him uh, 1,500, he would get 1,500 words. It's something to consider in your productivity. And this is, let me pause just for a quick second before we get into the other four. This is just all of all about being an entrepreneur, that you are systematically realizing that there are things that you should be doing on a regular basis. And productivity is one of those keys that as a business owner, where I run and RJ runs, book marketing tools, reading deals, the author hangout, all this stuff that we're doing for you as authors. Well, we're thinking the same way. RJ and I talk about on a regular basis, how can we become more productive? How can we create systems and processes so that what we're doing is not taking as much time? And that helps us to become better business owners. And you as an author, think about that as your business, that you are an entrepreneur, that you're going through entrepreneurship and this Productivity is one of the keys to success and for Ernie it was, and I believe for you as well. Next thing is personal. is an eight key for successful entrepreneurship. Personal in allowing your personality to come through, realizing also that your personality, or sorry, the personal side of being an entrepreneur is family, is, is dealing with family and friends and the finances, everything related to trying to make this work. And it's no different uh, for you. 
you have things going on in your life that you need to take care of, and you have kids, you might have older kids, you might have no kids, you might be an empty nester, whatever that is, obviously that is part of who you are, and you can't just neglect that uh, to, to be an author. Maybe for short sprints, you're taking time away, but um, we're going to deal with that and making sure that we have that aligned your personal life aligned with your business side uh, is going to help you to make sure that you are a successful entrepreneur. Next, we're talking about priorities. Everybody in business has to make priorities as to what should I be doing right now so that in the future I'm able to continue the success, whatever that is for you, that I want. And so identifying priorities for your life and business on a daily basis, on a weekly basis is important because if you don't set the priorities, somebody else will. If you don't define what you're going to do in that day, well, Candy Crush and Trivia Crack are just going to take priority for you. So make sure you're taking time to set your priorities and get those straight. Next thing is paths, and he mentioned this in when he was talking about sales funnels. As a entrepreneur, you should see visually what your business looks like. That is, I have a platform that somebody is going to sign up. That sign up is going to require some sort of introductory email, but then ultimately I want to, them to I want to sell them to a book that I have. So I'm going to give them something away so that it entices them to get on my mailing list so that I may email them on a weekly basis, letting them know about systematically different things that I want them to know about. And then about every six weeks, I'm going to promote one of my books or the second book in the series that I just gave away. And then next, when I have a release, I want to make sure that I have uh, advanced review copy readers so that they're going to be able to give me reviews for my books. So I need to do that. And that's a separate path. So I need to put those on a list. And those people are going to be 30 days to 60 days out before I release my book. And so all of these, as I'm talking to you, those are visual visual aids that you can, or words that I shared that you could create into a visual scheme and plan that will allow you to effectively sell more books. Without a funnel, without a path that you have created, you will not know what should be next. And what this allows you to do by creating these paths, this allows you to very clearly identify what are needs within your readers that you may not have thought of. Maybe there's something about your email sequence that you have not been sharing enough before people feel like they want to purchase your book. So maybe you're not giving enough information away about your upcoming book. Not that you have to give everything away, but allowing people to get a sneak peek into what's happening for your next book or the lead up into the promotions that you're trying to do, all create these funnels that allow you to sell more books. And it's no different than if you're doing a a straight promotion on a platform like Twitter or Facebook or any other Google uh, ads and making sure that you have the clear path in front of you so that you know the logical steps that somebody needs to take to purchase your books. All of those, 
all those paths are really important for you to consider and for you to do as you want to be a successful author. The last thing is fun with a PH and trying to fit in all those P's. Uh, yeah, that's what you get. So with that, you do need to have fun. As a entrepreneur and in, in going down and going through entrepreneurship, you need to make sure that you have a lot of fun while you're doing it because in the end, if you're not having fun with it, and, and obviously you're a writer, so I, I know you must like writing, but if you're not having fun with what you're doing, then you might want to change things up and find something that you're going to really enjoy doing. And so... Make sure in all of that, you just have a lot of fun with those that you're partnering with, those that you're working with, those that you're doing uh, any kind of collective works with. You want to make sure that you guys and uh, you all have uh, an enjoyment with that because it can be really hard just being an entrepreneur and you want to make sure that you you just enjoy it uh, the entire time. So those are what I heard are the eight keys for successful entrepreneurship from Ernie Lindsay in our throwback episode of episode 30 of the Author Hangout. Please let me know what else you heard. If you heard something else, another P that we can add to this, maybe there are nine or 10 different things that uh, Ernie said that are successful keys for entrepreneurship. Thank you so much for listening to the author hangout for listening to me and listening to Ernie really appreciate it thank you and we'll see you on the next episode thanks for listening to the author hangout be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at the author the author hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com Getting reviews for your latest ebook has never been easier. Yeah, you could pay $400 for some review services or try and manage hunting down people to gift your book, track your book, and hopefully get some reviews. Or you could use Reading Deals Review Program at readingdeals.com reviews to simplify the entire process. Our Amazon-compliant, simple and affordable review program puts your book in the hands of our very hungry readers at Reading Deals. Honest reviews, affordable reviews, simplified process. Go to readingdeals.com slash reviews for more details.